You are listening to Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. We are souls on the journey, and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings. We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Mia Tarduno. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Love to Awaken Our Souls. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and this is Speak the Love. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you have enjoyed listening to our show, we would be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. We have a growing Facebook group we would love to invite you to be a part of. Please find our community called Awakening Souls. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by taking a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And again, take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself, and breathing out that light and love and sending it to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. So in today's Speak the Love, I'm actually going to start asking our listeners a question and be really honest with yourself. How well are you sleeping lately? Like how deeply are you resting so that your body can restore and rejuvenate? And do you really feel energized and refreshed when you wake up? Just kind of sit with that for a moment. How are you really sleeping? Are you able to fall asleep right away? Are you able to fall asleep, but then you wake up several times during the night? Are you a night owl? And do you get to bed like well past midnight and sleep in almost till noon? How are your circadian rhythms? Do they feel rhythmic? Do they feel nourishing? And that is going to be our discussion today on Speak the Love. 
So just a couple of important statistics. And I know for many of you, we understand the importance of sleep. Like we get it. We know we need to sleep well. Otherwise we feel tired throughout the day or just not at our best. But I pulled these from the CDC really briefly and just allow these statistics not to make you feel guilty or anything like that, but just to bring an awareness. So according to the CDC, over 60% of people say they do not sleep as well as they would like. 35% of adults in the U.S. sleep less than seven hours per night. The average is about 6.8 hours. And ideally, we're supposed to get at least eight or more hours per night. And that depends on, you know, the more hours of sleep you may need if you are healing from a disease or if you just have a really uh, laborious schedule where you're doing a lot of physical activity, you may actually need more than eight hours. So with this increase in sleep deprivation, there's also a correlative increase in negative health factors. So things like heart disease, depression, chronic inflammatory issues like arthritis. There's, there's just a huge list that I won't even go through. And then there's also the increase in accidents, uh, falling, car accidents, and also memory issues. And so I don't say these things to scare anyone, but just to bring awareness to how sleep deprivation, so that means less than eight hours of sleep, can affect our bodies and affect our minds. Yeah, sleep is just so important. And there's so many health implications that come along with that. And, you know, and I can just share just a, you know, my own personal experience just today, you know, I usually, I sleep really well, you know, and, and I tend to get a lot of sleep. I have a, a nice routine and, um, but last night, yeah, like, you know, I did not sleep very well and I'm certainly feeling that, you know, I'm feeling the, um, the fatigue and, and then maybe the brain fog and not as, clear as I would like to be making a little, you know, a few more mistakes than normal. And, and so, you know, I, it's, it can really impact how we function. And, and so many people live like that daily, you know, they're not getting the sleep that they need and it adds up, it adds up to those chronic illnesses. And, you know, and I, I, I think, of those as also spiritual illnesses, because we're not truly tapped into what our bodies need. Yes, that is so true. And for me personally, I know when I was healing from an autoimmune issue, like eight hours wasn't enough, but it was also really challenging because I had two young daughters at the time. And so balancing the role of parenting along with getting more than eight hours of sleep in order for my body to heal from the chronic inflammation, it was quite the commitment. Uh, but I was so devoted to really getting into a good circadian rhythm, a sleep wake cycle, because I did want to heal. And I knew that having deep rest, not just, you know, X number of hours in my bed, but actually getting into those deep REM cycles of sleep was so important to healing the inflammation. Mm -hmm. I agree, you know, because you know, when we are in that deep rest, that's the time when your body is in that healing process. It's going into the cells and cleaning them out and reducing that, that deep inflammation that so many people have from, 
the stress of the daily life or, you know, the foods we eat or, you know, whatever the case may be, that inflammation can be really um, chronic for so many people. Yes, so true. And in the wisdom of Ayurveda, which is this yogic whole healing system that you mentioned that rejuvenation process or regenerating process um, from that wisdom between about 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. is when it's almost like a detoxification and regeneration process happens at very deep cellular levels. So not to say that the other hours aren't as important as well, but ideally, Uh, We want to go to bed before 10 p.m. So that detoxification and regeneration process can occur between about 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So that we are waking up healed. Our cells have the time and the depth of sleep cycles that they need to repair whatever whatever damage we have done uh, from earlier that day or, or a week or months or who knows how long. But to honor that time, that sleep cycle as sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Those in working with the the circadian clock and the the rhythms of the the, the earth and and all that, I think it's super important to really honor that, you know, and and cuz this is age old wisdom, you know, that we're we have the ability to tap into and our western world has shifted away from that so much that I think when we can get on that schedule and really you know, get to bed at an early, you know, decent time. Like for me, I, you know, I personally go to bed between eight and 9 PM and I, you know, so I am in bed by eight and eight or 9 PM. And then I'm up between three and four, between three and five actually, because I don't let my, I don't use an alarm clock. So my body just wakes up when it's ready. And I, I know when I feel rested. And so I recognize that that is my ideal time and it feels really rejuvenating. It does. And I, I do personally love that early dawn time. Um, I'm not up quite that early, but you know, between five and 6am is usually a general time. It actually depends on the seasons for me since now at this point of this recording, we are in winter season. So I'm actually a little bit closer to six, but in the summer, it's definitely closer to five. And like you, I like to wake up naturally. Doesn't always happen. Um, but when I consistently put myself to bed at a time, usually around 9 PM, um, I am able to get into this, you know, rejuvenating cycle of sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the dawn time can be a beautiful time. Uh, that's when I love to meditate. Mm -hmm. Same. I'm, I'm up. Yeah. Between yeah. Three and five and I'm meditating and, you know, according to a lot of philosophies, you know, and the, the yogis, you know, and, and I know there's other, um, philosophies that also, you know, have followed this, but that 4am time is a really powerful time to really tap into the field, tap into the energies, because that's when the energies are the strongest to manifest and meditate. It's the stillness of the, the day. And you can really get a lot accomplished during that time, you know, and well, you know, I want to say accomplish and loosely, but like, you know, to meditate and to really uh, tap into that, that energy. 
Yes, I agree. It's a very mystical time and it's also really quiet. I mean, it's quiet in my home because it's before everyone else is up, uh, but it just has kind of a magical feel. And I, I appreciate that time. And I, I've noticed when I do take out a, a good amount of time for me, it's, you know, 20 minutes roughly every morning. I do my best to honor that. Uh, I, I do find that I make up that time even more so during my day because I just feel more, more focused, more centered. And so I'm able to get more done, even though I've, you know, taken the 20 minutes or so to, to sit and be and just be present with whatever, whatever shows up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same. You know, I take that time to meditate, but then like, that's also my greatest time. You know, I find I have most the energy in the morning to, to get those things accomplished. So that's where I'm doing a lot of my work and, you know, I can, my creative energy is flowing and, you know, I tap into um, poetry and writing and creating. And, and so that energy, I'm working with that. And it's just a really powerful time. Yes. And if I, and if I have slept really well, like very deeply, I find that I am more connected to my, my inner truth or my highest wisdom, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But it's a very powerful spiritual time for me as well. And I think this is important for also for our listeners to know. I mean, yes, we do understand that with better sleep. We're also physically and mentally more vibrant, but I think there's also a very deep spiritual connection that also correlates to having good sound sleep. Absolutely. I think that, you know, not only are we connecting with our inner selves, our truest selves, because when we connect with that, then we're able to connect with others and, you know, then we can feel that connection a lot deeper because so within, so without, but when we're truly in that, you know, deep state of rest and, you know, we're able to do that, we can, you know, begin creating more connection with the, with others in the world. Yes. So true. And I'm curious, do you remember your dreams when you sleep? Sometimes, sometimes, you know, like it it really depends um, on, on the, the day and what part of, you know, if it's really vivid, um, you know, I, that's where I pay attention, but, um, not always, I know I'm dreaming all the time, but I, I do, you know, the, the significant ones I tend to remember. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. And for me, I remember like just bits and pieces. It's never really a whole. And, and I wake up just like, what was that for? Like, so I don't really remember like the completion of a dream. I know some of my friends, they can remember so many details and it's so vivid. And I'm like, well, I remember a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So I'm not sure if that correlates to my sleep cycle. Some say yes, some say no. There's, you know, kind of a debate on that one, but I just feel like dreams can be a way when we sleep deeply and really rest that we can connect to our, to our spiritual self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find dreams really, you know, they, they give us messages. And when we're in that deep sleep, you know, we can really tap into the messages of that. And, you know, I really think that it's also the underlying feeling. So when we're, you know, tapped into what that dream's message is, you know, and the feeling, we can really take that information and use that in our waking life and how maybe that feeling in the dream kind of 
connects to what we might need to work on throughout the day. So that's another reason why I think it's really important to stay in tune with with the sleep cycles. And so you can really receive those deeper messages and meanings. Yes, so true. And so just to pivot a little bit, I'm curious, like, what do you do for a nighttime routine? Or do you have one to help sort of prepare your body and mind for deep rest? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, the routine is the key, you know, to kind of set the stage for nighttime, just so like with the morning ritual, you know, the nighttime ritual is just as valuable. And so I will, um, well, one, I'll turn off all media, you know, so I won't have any TV, no phones. I try to, you know, stay off the phone and, um, but then I'll, you know, have some nice tea, relaxing tea that will, you know, rest the body. And sometimes I'll take a bath. Um, you know, my lights are dim. My, my room is cool. Um, I'll do a meditation before bed, um, usually about, you know, 30 minutes or so before bed. And I'll just set that that stage for, for just deep rest and set my bed up in a nice, comfortable space where it feels welcoming and, and no computers and no phones in my in my bed or around my bed so that's definitely something that is really important right yeah just eliminating the distractions I think is so key and I loved how you walked us through um, a nighttime routine that uses all five senses and I think that's so important and that's what I emphasize um, to to many people that that I work with in my Ayurvedic coaching and that is have a five sense practice. So sight, you mentioned like it's dark, it's dim in the room, you know, no blue lights. And I know that's a big hang up for people. Like we are surrounded by screens. Um, but we know that there, there is evidence that when our eyes take in that blue light from the screens, even with the blue light filter glasses, although those do help, but there is still that keeps our brain awake. And so being disconnected from even just the distraction of the screens. And then for me, sound is key. Like I actually really love to have a little bit of white noise. So I might play like nature sounds or ocean waves. Um, That's kind of personal preference. Some people like total silence, like they even use earplugs, you know, and that's a way to uh, how sound can really affect how we sleep. And then also moving through um, smell. Like I love essential oils, like really grounding ones like myrrh and frankincense and vetiver. They're all roots and they all have like a downward pull energy, which is so good to connect in with with the earth. Um, And then finally taste, you mentioned like tea, And then also, I also explore with like touch. So sometimes with those essential oils, I might use a little carrier oil, like coconut oil or something, and I rub it on the soles of my feet. And that's just so grounding to help me just kind of like really root down. And it's, it's a whole mental preparation to get my body to be more soothed and to use all of our five senses to prepare and have this nighttime routine. I know, like for me, like I need it completely silent. So I, you know, everything is off (laughs) because I I will wake pretty easily. And I know that about, you know, myself. So the room will be like completely quiet, but that's what my body needs, you know? And so every body is different. And so 
yeah, listen to your body. I think it was just really important to what, what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's personal preference. And I would just encourage our listeners to really tap into each five cents Mm -hmm. and take at least an hour before your bedtime, ideally before 10. I know my Mm -hmm. night owls are going to balk at that, but (laughs) I'd say ideally before 10, um, because we are not meant to be nocturnal beings. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, I want to mention, you know, I know a lot of people enjoy maybe a nightcap, like a um, alcoholic beverage, wine or something, and how, you know, that might be part of the culture, you know, or the conditioning, but like alcohol really affects, you know, all of these things It affects the REM sleep. So you're not getting the sleep you need. And so, you know, notice if, you know, you're drinking at night and then how you feel in the morning, you know, even if it's just a glass of wine, that glass of wine will impact how you remember your dreams, how you feel in the morning, you know, how you're sleeping throughout the night. So I think that's really important to know. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point to bring up. Yeah. For me, it wine or any kind of alcohol initially makes me very sleepy. So initially I sleep really well, but then like 2am I am like up and then I kind of toss and turn all night. And then I get like the headache because I didn't Mm -hmm. sleep well and I'm dehydrated. So it's one of those things like I have to weigh, like, is it worth for me to have, you know, it's going to result in a slower morning where I'm not going to be able to mentally function as well. And yeah, sometimes it's worth it. If I don't have anything going on the next day, then I'll be like, okay, I'll have a glass of wine. But if I've got to be, you know, on top of things and, you know, be ready for a mentally refreshed day, like alcohol is definitely out of, out of the picture for me. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that 2am time waking up and that's, I think very common, you know, for people who do drink alcohol at night, because that's the time of the liver. So the liver is processing through all of that, you know, that alcohol. And so, you know, I mean, I used to do that too, just like, you know, would have like some wine or whatever, you know, at nighttime. And I realized just how much it was impacting me because I would wake wake up at 2 a.m. and I'd be like super thirsty. And, you know, so my body is digesting that when it should be resting and regenerating. Yeah, so true. So my uh, alternate suggestion that I even use for myself is yoga nidra. Mm. So when I need to feel sleepy without the alcohol, (laughs) um, my, my go-to now is a yoga nidra practice. And just for clarification for our listeners. um, So yoga nidra is roughly translated as like psychic sleep. So there's no actual like yoga postures or anything. It's a guided, highly guided meditation where someone walks you through Uh, like a body scan and some images. And it just really helps to bring down that energy and get your mind to settle so that you can get into those deeper cycles of sleep. So that has been a go-to for me when I've been struggling with insomnia is I usually go to a recorded yoga nidra um, uh, recording and listen to that for, you know, 20 minutes or more. Mm-hmm. Yoga Nidra is so powerful. I mean, you know, I've, um, yeah, you know, heard it also be called like yogic sleep, because mm-hmm. when you go into that place, you, your body is going into just this deep rest. And so it helps just to regenerate and to get your body to, 
you know, create that relaxation response that we all need on such a deep level. And so, so those are just some, some tips and things that, you know, that have worked for us and, and just the power of sleep. So I, um, you know, if you have any questions or, you know, I'd love to hear, we, we would love to hear how, you know, what your bedtime routine is and if you put into any of these things into practice and, and what that looks like for you. Yes. And we'd love to hear from our listeners and also any other topics that you would like to hear on Speak the Love. If you are interested in supporting our podcast and the work that we are doing in the world, please consider a donation of $25 to Patreon, and we will gift you with Stacy's book, Your Empowered Soul, A Natural Pathway to Healing Anxiety and Depression, and receive a 20-minute holistic health consultation with me, Brenda Carey. And thank you so much for listening to Be The Love Podcast. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes, liking us on Facebook, or making a donation by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash Be The Love Podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Mm-hmm.